What up, world? It's the Super Facts Show on the Super Facts Network. It's your boy, Mark Waldo Ward. On tonight's show, we got Liffy Stokes from Chicago's very own Speed Not Mobsters, who had a, I mean, shit, he ain't never stopped putting out quality music. You probably first heard him on Twister Projects, maybe the Rewind DVD, maybe with Kanye West. Who knows? He been all over the place. So with no further ado, here goes my man, Liffy. What up, world? It's your boy, Mark Water Ward. Tonight, we got the legend, Chicago's own Lippy Stokes of Speed Not Mobsters. How you doing tonight, brother? Hey, man, what's poppin'? Chillin', chillin'. Man, what's poppin' is I see you got you, you, you got a few new uh, songs and videos coming out, so, so so you back got active with the music, huh? Yeah, yeah, jump back down. Yes, sir. So you, you, you got an album coming out? Yeah, I'm doing a collabo album on my new label, Mobtown Records, Mobtown Entertainment, with my man Turtle Banks and Speed Not Mobster. The album called Speed Not Mobsters Presents Stokes and Banks. And when's that going to be available? Uh, sometime uh, in the summer, beginning of the summer. Right now, we got the new single, Wild Fresh to Death. About to shoot the video for it. Yeah, I, I see. That's getting a lot of a, a lot a lot of attention, though. Like 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 I I, I see that all, all all over my socials, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, experiment, drop something, see what was it gonna do. If it took, we was gonna ride with it, and you know, see how long we can ride the horse until we come with the next, you know, pop music for the project. I mean, it's it's definitely a good song, but do do you think some of that's also like 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 how quickly you, you can get a song going is testament to the strength of the brand you built over the the you know the span of your career? Yeah, most definitely. And you know, a lot of the relationships that we built, you know, what I'm saying we still got people that's in tune with us that we in tune with, you know, what I'm saying that we can get with and make sure the music get out there properly. You know what I'm saying? At least get a good kickstart. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, the first time I, I ever heard you, you personally, or the Speed Not Mobsters, was do you remember the Rewind DVD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that uh, with Who Kid. Yeah, we was we was we was lit that night. For those who aren't familiar, there was only one that I saw, but back when there was like record stores, they tried to make like this DVD that was supposedly going to be like a magazine and, and it was going to come out every month. And it was like the first time you really saw 50 Cent. Lil Wayne had a really um, dope freestyle on there. I believe Fabulous was on there. But uh, you, would you think it would be a controversial statement if I said that you had the best performance of anybody on that DVD? Man, that's love. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that for sure. So that yeah. means you would tend to agree, huh? I mean, you know, what was, you, you know, they had that 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 shit of you in the booth, and man, that shit was just just bananas. Yeah, it's funny because during that time we had went on the rock the was the rock the mic tour with Jay Z because Twister was coming out kicking his that your bitch, and that was when we were it was Jay, what Fifty Cent, Snoop. That tour back then, that was what, 03, 04. And 50 Cent little son, Marquise, was coming up to me every day, like, my man, listen. And I was like, man, I was like, yeah, Marquise love you off that Rewind DVD. Ah, uh, yeah, he's probably watching it because his dad was all over it. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, that was like the first time I ever saw like the like the the Fifty Cent Charisma. Like I'd heard How to Rob before, but but you know, I ain't know he'd be acting like that. You feel me? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I was going back and forth in New York. We was hearing How to Rob. So you know, you was going back and forth to New York on some uh, label shit, right? You say what? I imagine you was going back and back and forth to New York on some label shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 you know, like a, a lesser known fact is, uh, y'all were signed to Big Beat at one point, huh? Yeah, yeah. Did Did you ever have any overlap with the Undias artists, with like with any promo tours or anything? Like with Junior Mafia or anything like that? We did a couple shows with Junior Mafia. Yeah. With Lil Kim when it was basically Lil Kim and uh Lil C's headline, yeah. Yeah, we were doing shows with them in the Midwest. How 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 did they get received in the Midwest? Oh, people love them. You know, the Midwest, man, it's like a gumbo pot. So, you know, we closer to the West Coast, but Got more in tune with the, we more in tune with the West Coast, so we get a boiler part of East and everything. You know what I'm saying? So we like the lyrics as well as the music. And on the, on that promo tour, did y'all did y'all go on the East Coast too? Yeah, yeah, it was on the East Coast. What was funny, man? That's when I realized I didn't know what Snoop meant back in the days when it was like New York, New York, the big city of dreams. New York, New York ain't always what it seems. You might get fooled if you come from out of town, which was true because we coming there, we think we finna get booed, man. We like, oh man, we know these New York motherfuckers finna be tripping. Man, we got there wasn't nothing but love. The hood fuck with us. That's when we realized, oh, it's the magazines and the rappers. Yeah. Them, them snobby motherfuckers was running the magazines and they, they was like some college motherfuckers that ain't know shit what shit what people was listening to. Yeah, and they was trying to hold that shit to their chest. But the motherfuckers from the projects and all them niggas was coming out like, yo, son, we fuck with y'all niggas, son. Don't let motherfuckers think y'all ain't wanting here, man. We fuck with y'all. We been bumping y'all shit. We was like, damn. You know Bro, I was, I was in the D.C. area, and, you know, the the, the Twist albums y'all was on, we, we didn't get that from no magazine or no MTV was pushing that shit. We got that shit word of mouth. You know, yeah. you know where it really came from back then, uh, in the, where I was at in D.C. in the late 90s, was uh, cats would go away to college. You know, somebody would pull their coat to that shit and they bring it home on break. And, and then the, the music was undeniable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sure was, man. We 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 had, because our biggest market was like the West Coast and down South. But we was like, damn, these niggas fuck with us hard in New York. Okay. It was love. You know, busting them, all of them niggas, they, they like, no, nah, son, motherfuckers put us up on y'all niggas, y'all niggas ill. I mean, I always say it, but good musicians like good music, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you know, we in our little war with Naughty by Nature and all that shit anyway, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of this shit going on back then. <laughs> y'all had like a little issue with Bone, too, for a minute, right? Yeah, that too, yeah. Hey, how hard is it to rap fast compared to rapping regular speed or whatever? Man, to be honest with you, it's a little easier to rap fast because then you got, by you hitting it on a certain tune and a tempo, you're able to really put what you want to put within that bar, if that makes sense. Right, I got Man, you. 
So it's like you can put double what you would put in one bar if you rapping at a regular tempo, you able to double that up. And it's really being able to really get your issue off. I mean, you, 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 you're very loquacious and eloquent, so that gives you more room to be able to get get your point across. That might not be as easy for somebody who has less to say, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, it's like, with Twist, it was always, I was like, because, man, you know, me and Twist, we met on some battling shit. Yeah. Like, I don't like the fast shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I know the story, but I'd love if you were, if you'd relate it on here. Oh, yeah, you know, we, uh, he was at the radio station one night, man. I, you know, I haven't run into him, man. It's fast shit, all right? But he had came with a nice little cut with, uh, it was called Hocus Pocus. I was like, okay, I'll fuck with that one. I'm like, that's cool. So, man, so be, we ride down the street. I'm like, man, I'll fuck Twist up. We got the band. We end up pulling up right next to him. My guy's like, man, they go Twist right there. Go. I'm like, man, I ain't finna sweat that man, Joe. I'm cool. But they kept saying, you scared. I'm like, fuck it. Man, what's up? Let's battle. So it's like, all right, let's get it. So we pulled in the gas station. He like, man, if you whack, I'm going to let you know. I said, all right. So I kick one. He said, okay. So he get out the car. We go back and forth a little bit. He like, all right, I fuck with you. I said, man, you know, I don't want your number or nothing. I said, I just want to let you know there's other niggas in Chicago who can rap. That's what's up. So we at the studio. I didn't know at the time that that was his best friend in the studio. So you know, you know me, man. I'm running around, motherfuckers like, you battle twist? I'm like, yeah, I fucked twist up. That nigga ain't no shit. So he's like, oh yeah, he fucked him up. You know, okay. We waited and he's like, so what's up? You gonna be in when they say you gonna be in the studio? I was like, should we be here tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday? He said, all right, cool. So when we come in the studio the next day, Twister and B Hype sitting up in the studio. We go in there. I'm thinking they want to get down. You know what I'm saying? I go in with the mad dog. Got my hand on my foot. Like, okay. He's like, they was on some rap. I said, okay. Then we started rapping. Man, we rapped about two, three hours. And then yeah. Twister, man, I'm trying to form a, you know, a West Side crew. I want y'all to be there. You, you, you was freestyling or you had that many that many raps memorized? I don't have that many memorized back then, man. I'm if I had a whole clip. You know what I'm saying? You, you used to keep them up in these too, right? Oh, yeah. So, that's when it was the spiral action back in the day, the notebook. Words. So then you get the offer to, to you know, be in the Speed Night Mopses and everything, and you on Big Beat, and I, I guess y'all contract got transferred to Atlantic. But so at, at, at one point, you, you, you took a meeting with Liar Cohen. What, 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 what's dealing with Liar Cohen like? Uh, man, we took, you know, that's when Lee Hoyt, Lee Hoyt came to the Atlantic. That's when he left Def Jam. And then he oh, so so you actually like worked with him, worked with him? I mean, yeah. Like he, 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 did he ever see like a relief you, you had or anything like that? Like I never really had just a, one-on-one -on -one sit down with him. Like I more had one-on-one -on -one sit downs with Julie Greenwald and Kevin Lyles. You know what I'm saying? Cause them really was his, you know, his, uh, what's, what's the word I want to Did you find use? them to be authentic people? Yeah. 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 Man, for sure, man. Was the, I can't really say too much bad about those people, man. I, I ain't fishing Fred for it. Cal, I ain't man. fishing for it either. I'm just curious. No, no. 
you think they had, like listen to your music and all that? Because you know some people say they feel like the, the labels, the, the executives never even hear your music. And I'm good. Good. My bad. It was it was when it's business minded. You feel me? But us coming from Chicago. Ain't no industry in Chicago, fam. Like even right. with the stuff that go on real round, all the industry is either in New York or LA and now Atlanta. We don't have right. no labels in Chicago. So we don't really know how the game go. We just was rapping them for the people in our neighborhood. We didn't realize everything blew up so we started going out of town and people meeting us at, at the tour bus at the hotel. And like, oh, this shit blowing up. Y'all kind of had rap a lot a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah, we had rap a lot, but we didn't did, really blow up on videos. Did, did y'all ever have any interest from rap a lot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bounce man. It, right? Hey, love the shit out of Twister, man. I mean, we had a little drama with them, and it could have went to the next level, but it didn't because of Jay love for Twister. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 so the so the Atlantic situation, you you, you felt you, you know they, they took care of y'all. Y'all got y'all that 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 album is is criminally underrated. As is your uh, Black Santa mixtapes too. Like anybody who hears yeah. this, make sure you look up uh, Black Santa and Black Santa's Revenge and, and the new yeah. uh, uh, Lithium Banks uh, song soon to be released as an album. But um, you know, yeah. going back to your origins, you. you you, you, you came up with Kanye a little bit, or you were part of Kanye's original. You, you had some affiliation with Kanye West early, right? Yeah, yeah. So Kanye was my little man. So I used to, I used to buy beats with Kanye for fifty dollars. Oh damn! <laughs> damn, well, right. you, I mean, got, you, you got any left shit? You could flip them. That's like better than Bitcoin. He used to, we used to be in front of people, and he'll be like, "Yeah, this is my man Liv. He been on me since my mama was still putting me on punishment." I mean, Kanye was 19, still getting put on punishment. Better not go outside. Rest in peace, Donda. But uh, <laughs> he better not go outside if she didn't tell him to go outside. I could tell that he, he admires you as a lyricist. Yeah, that was, that's my little man, Joey. I put him and Twister together. You know what I'm saying? Me and Turtle, actually, because we was working with Kanye. And I'm like, man, look. This is the music you need to be rapping on. That shit right now, we need this to go to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And I put them together, and that's how we got the slow jams and the overnight celebrities going. Was there ever any versions of these songs that had verses from you on it? It's a couple versions, man. You know, I had a couple verses with some cuts that with Kanye on them, but they didn't even really like make the album and it's like when you look back on it you just having fun man but then you realize people certain people was throwing up roadblocks you feel me were would you release any of that now or would that be like too thirsty yeah I ain't trying to release no old music from no 0304 05 era like that Cause I mean, no. shit, you 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 can still make good, relevant music now. I mean, you 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 ain't you ain't never really stopped. Like I I don't know if people outside of your your market understand how how well an artist can exist inside your market. Yeah, that's what I mean about the industry not being here. 
and we don't really know how to grade what an album or what a project is actually doing, and then somebody is telling us the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Because yeah. I didn't know how big the Black Santa shit had got. It was like, they was bootlegging it everywhere, and I didn't even know. And then, then what, what, what do you do to stop that? I mean, you can't just run up on every bootlegger. Well, I really didn't care at the time. That's when I had left GMG and me and Twister fell out, man. I really was kind of through a rap. I'm like, man, I'm finna just throw all my shit out here and I'm finna just leave this shit alone. You ain't ever signed a solo contract with a major? Because it, it seemed like you were getting, you had the most chance of being a, a, having a solo career out of your group. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, because I had, actually, I had did a deal, but I made it a monster album when I did a deal with Koch. Right. Oh, man, and I dropped the song Money to Blow. You 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 from the you from the time when, when, when people stayed loyal, right? Yeah, yeah, you already know. So I dropped money to blow. The stuff started started taking off. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, fam. I usually don't even want to talk about, but that's when I broke off. It was like we was in LA and Twister got a habit of like he's lazy, so he don't like to learn his new songs. So if you go see a Twister show, you know you just sing that same show 50 times because he never changed. We come out, we do Money to Blow. The crowd in L.A. go crazy. They singing the song. You know, I'm on my MC shit. I'm, I look to the left from me thinking Twister right here ready to go back and forth with me. This man standing in the corner, fam, looking at me like, this pussy motherfucker think he the shit. Mm. Right then, I knew he was gonna shut me down. But we didn't have. And, and, and you just in the spirit of the music at the moment, right? Like, like y'all on y'all on two different like 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 what again all woo woo about it. Y'all on like two different planes of energy and shit. You you're not even thinking on no like who get more credit. No, none of that shit. It's like let's make this magic happen. It wouldn't be no magic if it weren't for me, man. I'm the one that throw that man switch his style up. You feel me? When he was on the beads and the Afrocentric shit, I'm like, fam. Tongue twister. Exactly. I'm like, the fashion cool, but your content, man, don't nobody want to hear what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That rock sheet on the monkey bars. You want me to kiss? They don't want to hear that. I'm like, this street shit forever. I said, the red mans and the busters, they going to come and go because that's novelty rap. The gangster shit is forever. The streets will never change. So if you're talking about real music, real shit, real situations in music, you can never get outdated. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he, he had me when he had the albums with y'all, but then we had that Kamikaze, which definitely has some bangers. Like that one song that he was so proud of where, where, where he blew himself up at the end. I thought that shit was like so unrealistic. And well, I, I, I don't know. I, I just like the player shit, you know? Yeah, it don't yeah. necessarily got to be negative, but, you know, you, you can still have a smooth vibe. Like, like, like y'all was making, like, 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 like some melodic ass shit with a dope ass cadence that a motherfucker could ride to with no fast forward and instead of all yeah. that, like, like, like thinking shit. Yeah, I mean, you, you know that saying when they say 
Sometimes people will lie to themselves so much they start believing they lies. Yeah, that's what happened. So, so, so without the bad parts of it, what, what was it? Because you must have been around when Rockefeller came into the mix for that brief minute. What, 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 what was that like? Like, like was y'all almost on Rockefeller? Yeah, when that was supposed to happen, they actually gave Twister a Rockefeller chain and everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but what it was was Slow Jam was originally Kanye's song, but Kanye didn't want to come out with a guest appearance on his first single. Oh, okay. So Jay, so Jay Z was like, "Man, that's a hit. If you're not gonna drop it first, let Twister drop." So he gave it to Twister to drop for his first thing. So when that came out, Atlantic was like, "Oh, well, we'll put the Rockefeller logo on the album, but we ain't giving y'all no money." Then gotcha. that was at the same time Jay Z and Dame was breaking up. So it was like it was a funny situation because. We'll be on the road with Jay, but then when we in New York, we were dang. We was never with them both together. Only at the the blackout, the the fade the black tour that was on Showtime. Right. A year and a half, that was the only time we saw Jay and Dame together. So in all that chaos, and then y'all on Atlantic, that must not done much to, to uh, advance your cause. But 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 here's a good memory. What 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 was it like hearing your music on Doctor Doolittle? Well, you know, that was our first little break for the moths or so. Actually, I didn't like that that was our first song being promoted because I felt like it was soft. But you know I mean, it would have been nice if they could have had the soft joint on Dr. Doolittle and then let you have the hard single. You know what I mean? Then you would have been hitting them with the double whammy. Right, exactly. But it was cool, though, man. I wouldn't change nothing except for being stupid loyal. So given give that you, you know, I seen y'all in Murder Dog Magazine and all that, you've seen a lot of hip hop media through the blog era to what it is now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How well do you think the hip hop media has actually understood like the hip hop music and the hip hop artists during your career? And if there's anybody that's particularly good, please shout them out. What you mean like the the way hip hop was covered back then, the way it's covered now? J just in general, like the whole evolution. Like I, I know you remember a time in the source that if you was from the Midwest, you could have a, a classic album and that's just getting three and a half mics no matter what, you know what I mean? And, and, and then there's like the blogger time where Fake Short Drive comes along and, and lifts Chicago up. So, so you know, you've yeah. seen many iterations. Then you've been on MTV. You was on the only DVD magazine ever, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you got dumb hip hop media experience. And yeah. I, I just like basically overall, do you think they understand the culture, the music, and the artists? Well, now I think that the, by the interviewers and the reporters being a little more worldwide instead of condensed in New York, it ain't as biased as it was. You right. know what I'm saying? That's exactly what we got. They had promised us four, four and a half mics, and they gave us three and a half mics in the source. Oh, I didn't pick that example up for, for no reason, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, shit, I mean, Outkast had a classic album, got three and a half. It's like, they wasn't going. You know what I'm saying? But that thing's changed, and it seemed like New York got reaped, but it was sold, man, you know? 
Now everybody looking at them like, oh, you coming with that New York shit, we don't even want to hear it. Because the more West, the West Coast, Midwest, South thing, like when we came up, they were saying that Twister was the South B. Yeah. Everybody down south, they like, oh, Twister the South B. You know what I'm saying? Because he was doing so many features and was blowing up and he had lyrics. Right. That was right before the South had, you know, Chicago had came up, then right after that it was what? Houston then Atlanta just took it there. And then Miami where you know Rick Ross and and and, and Miami had it. Yeah. But the, but hey, hey, did you ever give Twister advice to uh rap slow on a Jones just to show that he could he could do yeah. that proficiently as well? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like like you know, I, I ain't trying, you know, get you to tell no secrets or something or or, or or reveal what I may have heard, which may or may not be true, but I, I've heard that you've been kind of like somebody pulling the strings behind some situations before, but you know, not on no nefarious shit, but on like uh, artistic direction and maybe we should do this and maybe we should do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Twister. Like, like you got a reputation as a leader. Yeah, I mean, that was why a lot of people wasn't around for the second album because everybody used to joke to Twister that Adrenaline Rush wasn't nothing but Lifting Stokes album. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody knew everything he talked about, about what he was wearing, Jabos and Kango hats and the swag and the, the fashion and the, the Pelly Pelly coats back then. And I, that was me. I was the first one in Chicago, one of the first ones rocking Pelly Pelly and Jabos. You know, Timberlands wasn't really a Chicago thing, but I was rocking them because I was a hip hop head. Man, are you talking about like construction terms? Yeah. And I know you stayed fresh, bro, so you must have been buying them shits like every three days because in Chicago, I couldn't imagine wearing them shits in Chicago. When it was, them shits must have been scuffalupagus. <laughs> oh, man. My fault. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, but, but uh, it's, it, it's all good, but you know, like, like, like I, I like focusing on positive shit. So if you if you had to do if you could only do one album, all produced by either Kanye or, or Traxter, which would you which would you choose? Ooh, and take and, and take the fame quotient out from Kanye, like take away the Kanye, Kanye bump, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, just yeah, it, it, tracks would be a little more hard, but Kanye, I just love that soulful shit, man. Got you. Outside of you, is Mickey Housted the most underrated rapper in the history of Chicago? Is it is it MC Tree G? Is it Buck from Psychodrama? Buck gotta be in there, man. But uh the most underrated rapper in Chicago. Yeah, man. You know what? It would probably be Young Buck, man. Because Young Buck was he was a monster back then. And he the father of a lot of his styles. And another person, a little chiller from the snipers. Yeah. I definitely had life in the scope. Yeah, yeah. That was my actually that's my favorite Chicago rap group ever. Yeah, I don't feel like the snipers get enough attention, man. Shit, if you know how to get in contact with them, I'd love to have one of them or both of them on the show. Or was it three of them? I, I forgot. Yeah. 
Yeah, two four and chiller. Shit, I I'd love to find Scooter, Scooter Chose too. I I'd love to uh, have Scooter. Oh yeah, and the Scooter, that's my little folk, man. You know he was on uh, Money to Blow. We got him on the cut on a new album. Yeah, on the Scooter, cut on Scooter, Scooter, nice. Yeah. Cause you know, at, at, at the end of the day, me personally, I fuck with good music. I mean, you, you know, Tree, Soul Trap Tree, MC no, Tree G. Uh, he, he, he out there, he, he, he nice as fuck. But point being, man, there's a lot of people that, you know, ain't necessarily gonna be on the front page of Complex every day in Chicago that go hard as hell. So I should yeah. go hard. Scooter definitely up there, man. Yeah, nah, Scooter's nice. I mean, yeah. speed my not speed my speed that yeah. speed not mobsters is nice. You like I said, go check out them Black Santa uh, mixtapes. I know they're on that Piff if nothing else. Yeah, you, uh, you, uh, your music's on uh, on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you getting paid from them streams though? If, if they listen, or is it going to Atlantic? No, I don't like sending. I don't like sending people to. Uh, Listen to your music and then other people pocket it. Right now they pay. Right now they they paying my taxes off. <laughs> huh. You know what I'm saying? Did you leave out? Did you leave out the industry in debt? Not really, but it was some old tax shit that came up. Right, because you, you get paid up front, and then if you spend the money, you owe it at the end of the year. I mean, it really was. It really was from the shows because the way we had our deal structured with Atlantic, we made sure our taxes was paid. It was really the show money, you know what I'm saying? Right. Be honest yeah. with you, man. I, I, uh, the show money with Twister, man. You know, he had claimed us making more than what we made. And years ago, shit came back. And, you know, I'm paying for it. Do the record company got their hands on any masters of, of some music that the world really should have heard? No, no. So, yeah. so you got you got all the good music out of there. At least we got that. Yeah, it's still music around. There's plenty of music around that ain't been dropped though. But I mean, at least you. It's, that's up to you though, right? That's better than someone else. Yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> we call Turtle Turtle Banks either. He the hoarder of the mob. You know, the mobsters really was a 13-man crew. Okay, no, I didn't know that. It was just like Swift, like Turtle, he's on the first album on Adrenaline Rush. Him and Link, Master Link, they mobsters. You know what I'm saying? We got Trace O, Mark Boogie, Tumchi, Jot Down, Sandman. It was a lot of us, man. It was just like the dog pound. We came out representing the name, but it was a bunch of us. Right. So, so you mean those people that ain't rapping, like in dog pound, you're like Joe Coolio or whatever. Right. Yeah. Got you. Got you. And we used to. We was a hip hop crew, man. We used to have meetings every Monday, and you had to have a fresh sixteen every Monday. So, so you you, you really took that shit seriously. Yeah. I mean, shit. That's that's what's up. That 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 tour you mentioned earlier was that the most epic tour you've ever been on? What what, what what's the biggest tour experience or performance you had? Have you ever performed at like a Grammys or an MTV Awards or anything like that? Yeah, man. You know we didn't did TRL and you know the shows with Kanye wasn't there. I would have. I to mean, TR, TRL don't seem like it'd be that fun though. 
It was actually fun, man. Yeah. But, yeah, but the, the biggest shit was like the the 70, 80,000 people, man, when you came right. in the crowd in. You know, it was like when you tell little people to say, make some noise, man, they voice just the vibration from the voices pushing you back about 10 feet. That feeling there is like nothing in the world. Like, I didn't even know that voice vibration could push, you know, could have that much power. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the sound, sound is a force. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's safe to say without getting all in your business and your background, uh, it, it, it's pretty amazing that you've been able to have these accomplishments and, and these experiences in life. Because I know anybody who's from Chicago from when you're from Chicago, because, you know, I'm from D.C. around the same time. And, you know, we would often overlap in the federal prison system. So I'm sure you, you've heard mad stories about D.C. in the 90s. And I've heard mad stories about Chicago in the 90s. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just want to salute, salute you, brother, that you've been able to accomplish all these things and still remain relevant and have new music that people are checking for. That, 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 that's a miracle. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I was telling somebody that I didn't really want to get a juice on really the why you stay relevant, man. You got to still love this shit. A lot of these rappers, I mean, the industry will make you fall out of love with it. I mean, you being too modest, though, bro. I hate to cut you off, but mad motherfuckers love that shit, but you just also made an undeniable song. Yeah. Like, like that shit go hard. Like, I'm not just saying that because, like, you on the shit and I gotta be nice to you, so it looks like we're having, like, a colloquial podcast. That bro. song is fucking jamming. Man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I I'll put a link into the description of the audio podcast so everybody can go check that out. It's a science, though, man, but you got to have your love for it. I still love hip-hop, man. I mean, it shows, because, you know, some people hit 40 and get mediocre, and some people hit 40 and get Jim Jones. Exactly. Know? That's when you at your best, man. You got best of both worlds when you hit 40. You know what I'm saying? Now you're hitting your stride. It's just like Barry Barnes. Yeah, he might have rubbed a little something on his elbow, but it was the him playing the game so long just like Tom Brady. It ain't when you get a certain age, now your mind is outworking the athleticism. You see what I'm saying? So that, that's like why your label isn't just for you. I see you're developing a young artist as well. Right, because that was the key. I really want to bring up these young guys, but I know with starting a fresh label, it would be good for me to come out, drop something, bring notice to the market. Just like a legit, a legit label too. Y'all got merch set up and everything. You know, yeah. it ain't just like you know. You started an Instagram account and called it this right. and this records. Right. Like like that, that that shit got. I'm sure you probably got paperwork and all that. You got everything done exactly. I, I literally, I, you really used Rick Ross's the template. You feel me? Because when he was coming down, he grabbed up Meek and Wale, and they gave him an extra five six years in the game. That's how Jay did it. A lot of people don't know how calculating Jay is. If you notice, every big rapper that came out after him, he put his arm around them. So yeah. what did he do? He got some of their crowd. He kept getting that extra gas in his engine, new gas. 
And then every now and then he'd fall back for, for long enough to the point that he was even thinking about doing an album creates a news cycle that gets people anticipating an album that doesn't even theoretically exist. Exactly. Exactly, man. So, exactly. so 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 you think a lot of it is like like social engineering, meaning like meaning like like almost like fan manipulation, but but more like uh Calculating. I guess I, I guess audience manipulation is more fair than fan manipulation because you're, you're good to your fans. You're trying to I want to play calculated movements, like right. chess. You know what I'm saying? Jay was playing chess while everybody else was playing checkers. So, I mean, like, you, you have a lot of exposure to the industry, and I don't believe none of that wild Illuminati dumb shit, but, like, 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 what's the most ignorant shit an industry, mother, like, you know, an executive said to you or things of that nature? Or, like, was there ever a moment where you were like, yo, not only has this cat never listened to my music, he, he don't even understand who the fuck I am as a person. No, man, I'll say someone. You don't got to say no names. Just tell a story. You know, I ain't looking for no tell-off. One, one of the people that's well-known in the industry to take people with them to parties. <laughs> and you go in and the party ain't what you expected. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have been to a couple of those where we stepped two feet in and stepped three feet back so we came up. <laughs> <with them. laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard tell of such things, but you know, like, 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 I'm afraid. Of, I don't even want anybody to ever tell a real name story on that shit because you know that'll be the first thing from my shit that ever go viral, and I'll be known for that for the rest of my my motherfucking career doing this shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I've seen some things in, in the Hollywood Hills, man, and and in them condominiums in the, on the East Coast, man. Mm. I, I, I'm sure, and, and like I, I don't want to get like like morbid or change the tone or anything, but you seem really introspective to me. And you know, I I, I know a lot of people from Chicago that worked extensively with them. Um, also, like like the DC Chicago overlap. And when I see how the youth death is reported in Chicago from demonizing gangbangers to the dehumanizing of, of, of black death by just statistics are not even covering it. Yeah. I, I feel like someone who's not familiar with Chicago, if they just saw that news coverage, they, they, they lack a piece of understanding. And I, I, I like your opinion on what people should understand about young people in Chicago that reveals more of who they are instead of just these stereotype savages. Because there's a lot of beauty going on in Chicago. I mean, Chicago is a beautiful city, man. We, you know, when they be talking about search, like people in Chicago, we don't call Chicago Chirac. Right. That's what everybody else calls it. Even the goons don't call it Chirac. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the thing started when they knew what they was doing when Mayor Daddy and them targeted the chiefs of the gangs. They targeted all the chiefs of the major gangs, got them off the streets. Now you got a whole bunch of kids running around. But but hold on up. You got to do that story justice, though, because those original gang leaders were trying to exercise political power, which is the reason yeah. why they got took off the streets. And the reason yeah. they even existed was because, as with the recent HBO Max movie, they just eliminated strong black leadership. So the original gangs 
you know, they formed to protect the neighborhood from overzealous police, racist police, legitimate Ku Klux Klan police. Oh yeah, overzealous police, and back then, black people couldn't be outside after eight o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Citywide curfews, Mayor Daly, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So when they formed the Black Panthers, then you had the Young Lords. Them was all like you know boys clubs. You know what I'm saying? The places to protect that protected the neighborhood. So when they broke up the Black Panthers and broke all that up, everybody started forming their own little factions and then they became gangs. You know what I'm saying? The young lords turned to the vice. Well, well, well first Fred Hampton united them for a minute and then got assassinated for it, correct? Exactly. You can't, you can't have poor people coming together, especially of different races. Right, because it wasn't just black poor people. He started getting the gay lords who was poor, the white folks. And they had it's a park called Gaylord Park. And that's where all the fights with white folks used to be. That was their gang. They joined in with the vice lords. Came on, everybody came up under the five. The kings, everybody. When they killed Fred Hampton, everything broke apart. Everybody formed their own section in Chicago. So then that's how it came into fruitation. Now, when we was gangbanging and selling the drugs, it was cool. Once Larry Hoover said, we're going to change the GD shit from gangster disciples to growth for development, it was over. Feeding people, feeding people, running, running a political candidate that, that was going to make conditions in the neighborhood better. These are all exactly. facts. And then... With the Peace Stones, with Jeff Fort, he was in tune with Gaddafi. Gaddafi was finna send Jeff Fort $2 million to build up the Muslim temple and everything in Chicago. And then they grabbed up Fort, put him up under the jail. You know what I'm saying? Then after that, they grabbed up everybody, all the generals. Now you ain't got nothing but kids running around with no laws, nobody to look up to, nobody to answer to. Access to black access people. to extreme guns, and that we we had more money than they do back then, that they do now. We had more money back then, and we couldn't get access to them guns. The best we could get was a Uzi or a Mac Ten. These boys got choppers with the extendos. Now I don't know if you heard the rumor about where the guns come from, but I'm in the streets. I know where the guns come from. They be in a U-Haul truck. They be parked for three, four days in the neighborhood. They know that the kids gonna get curious after three, four days. Truck's still there. Pop the lock, ain't nothing but guns in there. You wake up in the morning, nine in the morning, the crate of guns in the alley. Like you got dropped off of 18 wheel or something. Hey, if that sounds outlandish to anybody, do the math though, in a capitalist society, who the fuck is bringing these brand new guns that are manufactured overseas, fresh out the box, and just exactly. and just leaving them for free or, or distributing them? Like, like you know, that probably yeah. wouldn't be a safe place to sell guns at for somebody who had access to those type of guns. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I, I don't even think, I mean, it's a conspiracy as far as people have conspired, but I don't think it's a conspiracy theory to say that, that you know, guns have definitely been inserted in the you know, oh, poor urban cities, and then they, and then they make the gun laws tougher. Right. They make it more dangerous than you need a gun, 
But then if you get caught with a gun, you go to a place that's even more dangerous. Yeah, I mean, again, I blame it. It's just a lot of people say rap music, but I blame it on Call of Duty, too, because a lot of the police, I say, a lot of the people, police I know aren't racist, but they're adrenaline junkies. Watching Call, playing Call of Duty, they come on the force thinking it's a game. Then when they get hit with a real-life situation, they panic and squeeze the trigger. It might not even be that they racist. It because they be scared, man. To me, if you're going to be a policeman, there should be some type of test you need to take to see, you know, test your moxie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, the military just figured out how to do that. So, I mean, exactly. I don't even think you're saying anything that could be judged as politically incorrect. Like, you want the law enforcement officer to have the the fortitude to be able to enforce Balls the law. to be a policeman. Yeah. Like, when we, was, we ran into racist cops when we was little, but they'll beat your ass, though. They weren't yeah. killing you. You know what I'm saying? They'll beat your ass or they'll put you in the car, drop you off in the rival neighborhood and pull off. That's the type of shit they did back then. Or put you on the hot, you know, where I was at, they put us on the hot hood all the time. Oh, yeah, the hot hood. Put you in the car, trying to roll all the windows up, put the heat on hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pit, you know, get the paddy wagon at the basketball court, right? And on a <laughs> Sunday morning, and then drive that jump to the church, then let everybody out the paddy wagon, and then, like, you know, process them before they take them to the station as the church lets out. So like yeah. you know, everybody can see you know that they baby boy and you know and all they transfer them to church. That's wow. Oh oh oh, bro. You know they 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 just like in Chicago, bro, in D.C. and P.G. County, they play dirty. That's wow. Because I mean, you know about it, bro. They, they fuck that. They don't just fuck with your environment or your safety. They fuck with your head. Hell yeah, all day, all day, man. So I mean, since we 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 getting all all, all deep about it and everything and colloquial and everything. Well, why, why you ain't never leave Chicago? It's too much good there. To, to yeah, that. We were just talking about that, man. It's like a lot of people that could have really blew up here didn't blow up because they love the city. They didn't want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Kanye said, he's like, man, I'm moving to LA. Fuck this shit. We was like, yeah. We'll get a crib out there, but we ain't moving out there, though. We want to, you know, we we on the road. We ready to come back home, man. Is is like something about authenticity important? Is it does that contribute to those type of decisions? It's in Chicago, man. It's a certain thing, man. Chicago have a hold on you, man. You feel like you can be yourself more in Chicago? Ain't to me, ain't no city like Chicago, man. Got you. And don't get me wrong. I love LA because of the atmosphere and the smoke. And I like Miami, Miami Beach, you know what I'm saying? But just, even with the cold, man, even people were saying, a lot of people said if Chicago didn't get cold, Chicago would be the most major city in America. Yeah, I mean. But the cold don't bother us, man. I love Chicago. You know, before we get out of here, I, I, I got a few random questions for you. Um, what 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 did you think the first time you heard uh, Cam's remake of Adrenaline Rush as, as a music fan? I mean, when we was there, you know, because Cam stayed in Chicago for two years. Right. So he was messing around with the GD niggas. We all from K-Town. He was messing with some GDs 
on the other side of K-Town, and they was like, yeah, man, Cam, and they want to you know, get up in the studio with y'all. You know what I'm saying? And so I was there when that happened. And what did you think of the song, the, the final ver the version? <laughs> it was all right. Just all right? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, Cam had a nice little run back then, though, man, with the mixtapes that, you know what I'm saying, around yeah. 03 to 08, 09, it was killing them. You ever met Cousin Bang? Yeah, he's from Chicago. That's my man. Yeah. I, I, I got a copy, I got a copy of his uh network mixtape. They got like all like shit. I think you might even be on that jump, but they got some Kanye songs and some dipset songs and shit yeah, like that. Breathe, man. That's my man, Joe. Hell yeah. <laughs> we was happy as hell for him when he got over Cam, man. Shit, that that's that's what's up. You, you got any Shauna stories? Shauna's one of my favorite uh Chicago figures. Yeah, Shauna, that's my girl, Joe. Mm -hmm. She was uh with one of the guys, you know what I'm saying? One of her boyfriend was one of the guys. Yeah, you know her father's buddy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had the feeling you're you're pretty musically knowledgeable. What, what what's the most non-rap music you listen to? Like 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 what's some recommendations you would give somebody? Man, I listen to everything, man. My girl just was tripping on me the other day, man. I'm listening to Betty Davis eyes and uh Billy Idol on them, man. I go way back, you know what I'm saying? When that's all that was on the videos. We could wasn't no black music on the video. Right. I, so I still love that era, you know what I'm saying? I listen to all that. Shit, I, I can dig it. So shit, before we get out of here, where, where can they find you and what should they be checking out right now? Man, check out that new single, Fresh to Death. Prepare for that Stokes and Banks project. It's almost done. We got the next single. We got a couple, man, we got some bangers, man. It's finna really the game, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something that ain't never been done before. Come back at this point in time in the career and really take off. You know what I'm saying? So we working real hard. So you can reach me on four the number four Liffy Stokes or SKM Stokes on uh, Instagram, Liffy Stokes Facebook, uh, YouTube, whatever, just Liffy Stokes. You know what I'm saying? Come on up. Anything to pop up, everything. All right, well, that's been the Super Fact Show. Thank you for your time, brother. Man, appreciate you. No doubt. One.